Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. Today I have a, a really, really special one for you. Uh, at least that's what I believe. I hope you feel that way when it's over. Uh, I'm entitling it, Feel Good Now, Feel Good Later. You heard that right. Feel good now, feel good later. Um, I've been uh, doing counseling, therapy, coaching, all kinds of stuff for over 30 years. And uh, we talked recently about how most of the polls that have been done over the last 75 years, like Gallup and things like that, trying to determine what people want most, it's usually happiness. And um, uh, unless they have a serious health condition, and then it tends to be health. But on the happiness, when you dig down into happiness and how they define it, it's really feel good now, feel good later. And, and so this is really what, in my experience, is the number one issue for every person on the planet. And if you could really dig into their unconscious and find out, okay, where's my course set for, you know, sailing analogy, um, what's my five-year, 10-year, 20-year plan, what's my uh, to-do list for today and tomorrow, I believe that the thing underneath it all, inspiring or motivating it all, is as best they can to get as close as they can to feeling good now and feeling good later. In my book, The Love Code, um, I talked about how I've asked people a question more than I've ever done anything professionally, and it's, uh, if you had one wish, what would you wish for right now? And you have to make the, the wish in 10 seconds or you lose it forever, and you can never have another wish. What would you wish for? All right, and way over 99% of all people I've asked in over 30 years of asking that, and it's probably I know it's in the hundreds of thousands, uh, maybe maybe not the millions, but the answer 99 plus percent of the time is a physical or external circumstance, money, a uh, a health problem to go away, someone else to start doing something or stop doing something or to become rich and famous or to write the best-selling book or to win the championship, to get that uh, promotion, to start that successful company, whatever. 99% of the time, it's something like that, all right? Less than 1% one of, of the time has it been what I call the internal state, love, joy, peace, and, and other things like that. Okay, so when asked directly, what do you want most right now? What is your num the number one goal in your life right now? It's this. Feel good now, feel good later. Okay, well, in the love code, I go on through uh, science and research and all kinds of stuff to show, at least from my perspective, that the physical or external circumstances are not what people really want most. And so if that's what they're going for, if that's what they would wish for, if that's their number one goal, if that's the tack their sail boat is on, 
they're never going to get to this. They're never going to get to feel good now, feel good later. And what they really want most, even though almost none of them know it, which is really almost impossible to wrap your brain around when you think about it, is not the physical or external circumstance at all. It's the internal state of love, joy, and peace. They just don't know it. All right? They've been tricked. They've been duped. Uh, and, and because everyone else they know is basically living that same way, even though they're not getting the results that they want in their life, or, or at least not to the extent they want, they still believe that they must be doing it about right because everyone else is doing it this way. But at night, when they're alone, typically deep inside, they feel an emptiness. They feel like something's missing. And I believe something absolutely is missing. And so today, I believe and hope that I can share with you how you really can feel good now and feel good later. Now, what's amazing is we have finally done it. Not me, but we, as in the scientific community, the natural health world. And this is, this is going to change absolutely everything. Because if you partake of what I'm going to offer you today, you will have positive emotions and feelings, not negative, positive thoughts, um, your body will turn off the stress switch and turn on the success switch, which means positive chemicals instead of negative ones, which means your immune system comes up and starts healing anything and everything. Your behavior is going to dramatically change without a lot of effort from you, okay? Um, and, and at night, you're going to start way deep inside feeling... Ah, yeah, good life, good day, wow, okay, I, I'm ready to go sleep and get up and do it again. This is, this is more what I had in mind when I was a kid, thinking about my life, okay? And we have found the solution, finally. And I'm going to tell you how to get a lifetime supply, but not quite yet. All right. When it comes to feeling good now and feeling good later, we have a choice of how we're going to go about that. Okay? There's more than one way to go about that. Here's one way. These are uh, two of my favorites. Uh, this one's actually also one of Hope's favorites, except she likes the dark ones and I like the milk ones. We both like these a lot. All right? So, on one hand, is this, is this is a way to feel good now. Alright? So, you know, if I can't get everything I want, maybe I can at least get something I want and feel good now, and then I'll worry about later, later. Right? Okay. Well... 
here's the problem. First of all, let me let, let me go one other place. I would say so our so I would say our number one thing for almost everyone I know and for me most of my life for me is to feel good now, feel good later. Our number two for most of us is for others that we are living with, that we are involved with, that we care about, for them to feel good now and feel good later. If they don't feel good, that's going to negatively impact on me feeling good, right? Okay? So, I would say that the number one goal for almost everyone I've ever known, even if they didn't realize it, was for them to feel good now, feel good later, and for others to feel good now and feel good later, and they would be happy to help others with theirs as long as it doesn't infringe on mine. Okay? Because I can't put mine on hold. That's my number one goal. Okay? All right. Let me lay a little bit of groundwork and then I'm going to tell you how you can get the solution that I really believe is an unbelievable breakthrough and you'll be able to have the solution for the rest of your life for yourself and for those that you care about. Okay? Belief equals results. Belief is the door that you have to go through to get results. I remember one time um, I went to a small um, academy school growing up and we had a school assembly one time and they had this karate expert come in. Okay, And uh, he and his team were doing, I mean they were jumping all over that place doing flips and breaking bricks and breaking boards and breaking concrete and uh, all kinds of stuff. It was one of the best assemblies we ever had. I mean, all of us, uh, when we graduated and we're talking about what's the best assemblies we ever had? Oh yeah, that karate thing was really great. Well, at the end of their demonstration, the um, black belt master teacher uh, took the microphone and said, uh, he was getting ready to close things up, and he said, you guys have been a great audience, thanks, we had a really good time, would love to come back, but I want to leave you with a story. And the story is, you have to find the beliefs that are most important for your life. Because belief is everything. What you believe is what you do. What you believe is what you don't do. If you believe you can't, then you can't. If you believe you can, then you can. If you believe in the wrong thing, then you're going to end up at the wrong destination. If you believe the right thing, you're going to believe you're going to end up at the right destination. So your beliefs are crucial to success or failure in your life and you can't just take what your parents have said, nothing against your parents, but you need to search it for yourself. Okay? So all results, good and bad, go through the door of belief. Alright? But all belief goes through the door of understanding. 
And let's let's take the belief first. So the karate master is closing up their their um, performance, and he says, "I want to share a story with you." And this is a true story. I believe it was out of Japan. Happened hundreds of years ago. Um, and he said there was this karate school in Japan, and uh, they had lots of children who were, you know, learning as as was the custom at that time. Almost every child then learned karate and that sort of thing as they were growing up. And that school was having a special performance coming up for all the parents and relatives and the and the town where they uh, were situated. And at the end of the uh, at, at the end of their show, this young, I believe he was about 10 years old, if I remember the story correctly, this young boy came out and they set up these uh, uh, boards or bricks or whatever it was, and the young boy got ready, concentrated, and then he broke uh, the bricks successfully. I don't remember how, it was, how many it was stacked. But or, or what material it was, but he did it successfully. I remember that. And everybody clapped and the show was over. But then the master came out and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Nobody, nobody leave, please. I need to say something. And he went on to tell them that what this 10-year-old boy had just done had never been done by any master by any martial artist in the history of the world. He had never done it. He could not do it. Had tried many times to do it. Could not do it. Same with other masters. No one had ever done it. And this 10-year-old boy came out, did it. And he said, I want to tell you how it happened. Um, number of months ago, I told him we have this demonstration coming up and you're a really good student and I would like for you as sort of a reward for all your hard work and everything and I think it would be a great end to the show for you to come out and do this, break whatever it was. And, and it'll be no problem. You're, you're more than good enough to do that. And so the boy believed him and said, Okay, all right. And so every day they trained, worked up, you know, did lesser amounts, lesser amounts, and the master trained him on exactly where to be focused, not just on the material, but way past going through the material and, um, and what to be thinking about and, you know, all of that, all right? And, but he never, of course, told the young boy that no one has ever been able to do this. He kept telling him, you won't have any problem doing it. I know you'll be successful. Okay? And the boy believed him. Long story short, have the program. He comes out believing 100% with no doubt he can do it and does it for the first time in the history of the world. Okay? And there's all kinds of stories like that out there. And I've witnessed, uh, not with karate, but other situations with people I have known and seen in my life who did the seemingly impossible. Okay? 
And one of the things they would typically almost always say <clears throat> is, I just, I believed I could do it. I remember listening to a documentary on Michael Jordan, and um, a lot of times before the game, he would go into the arena and lay on his back on the floor, and he'd be the only one in there, and he would have his eyes closed and didn't even have a ball and was doing this. And of course, he was visualizing take, getting that last shot, taking it, and it going through. Okay? And uh, so in the interview, he was saying, so when I get that shot at the end of the game, I absolutely believe I can make it. Well, guess what? He made it 200 times earlier that day in his imagination, in his heart. But the heart does not distinguish between what's real or imagined. So to his heart, he had made it 200 times earlier that day. So what's one more? And more often than not, he did make that big shot. It's what he's known for, okay? So you will go in your life the way your beliefs go. And to feel good now and to feel good later is largely dictated by your beliefs. If you have uh, true beliefs in, in truth and love, then I believe you're going to feel good now and feel good later. If you don't, if you believe lies about yourself and about other people, I can't do that. I'm bad. I'm not good. I'm not... I don't measure up. That's not going to work out for me. I bet they're out to get me. You know, things like that. Then you're probably going to feel bad now and feel bad later. And what you're going to end up doing is reaching for addictions like these, like pornography, like anything that might feel good at least for a few minutes because what I'm feeling most of the time is bad. Well, of course we know the problem with just uh, the instant gratification, feeling good now, is that that only lasts for a few minutes and then very often I feel bad for hours after I do the thing I really didn't believe was the best thing for me to do in the first place. Now, post-it note, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having your fudge Oreos or, or, or Dove truffles, you know, in balance every once in a while. In fact, I think it's bad not to do that. It puts you in distress to deny yourself all the time. You need to stay in balance. That means some treats, some good food, both, okay? Some of the sickest people I've ever seen or strict vegetarians or vegans, okay? They were putting life or death on every bite they ate, okay? And, and the stress just ate them alive, all right? So, and, and uh, my good friend, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he writes his book, bestseller, wonderful book, The Biology of Belief, where he writes that the stress response, fight or flight, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, it's called that too in medicine, is activated by our beliefs. 
not by our outward circumstances, but our inward beliefs about those circumstances. Okay? So it's not about the external and physical, it's about the internal. And that's back to the genie question, where 99% would choose the external and physical. Well, that's going to lead to feeling bad now and feeling bad later and a life of vicious cycles and addictions just to feel good for a little bit so that I can kind of survive the day but then often even feeling bad later about that. Okay, but remember the key to belief is understanding. Um, the great Apostle Paul in ancient manuscripts said an amazing thing. He said, I do not understand my own actions. Wow. Well, well, Paul, what didn't you understand? He said, what I want to do is not what I do. What I do is what I don't want to do. And I do it over and over and over again. All right? Um, Jesus said, he, he told what he called a parable. And in this parable, it's often called the parable of the sower. And in this parable, um, he was talking about someone that was out sowing seed, you know, throwing seed for to plant corn or uh, wheat or whatever it was. It doesn't say in the parable what it was. I don't, I don't believe. But he was sowing seed to grow a crop, okay? And in the parable, Jesus said, when he throws that seed, some of it lands on good soil and takes root and produces fruit, the wheat, corn, or whatever. Some of it lands on kind of not so great soil, but maybe still okay, and it produces fruit, but not as much. But some lands kind of on the rocks where it's not going to produce anything. Well, the rocks are a wrong understanding or a wrong belief or a wrong understanding that leads to a wrong belief or a wrong belief that comes from, a ro- from not completely understanding. And then he says, and some seed will land on ground where it could produce fruit, but the evil one comes and snatches it away before it can be understood. So so that, that seed lands where it could produce fruit, but picture like a bird swooping down and, and grabbing it and eating it so it will never produce fruit. Well, Jesus said that snatching away of it is about understanding in, the, in his analogy. And he was saying you can hear the truth, but if you don't understand it, then it will never turn into the kind of belief that will do the impossible and break the board or make the breakthrough or lead you to your best life where you feel good now and you feel good later. To do that, 
you have to find the truth, the whole truth, and the word integrity means the whole truth. Usually, when someone um, is trying their best to live a good life and it's just not happening for them, they feel negative feelings, negative thoughts, uh, they feel kind of something's missing in their life, that sort of thing, it's almost always, in my experience, because they misunderstand something. They misunderstand some truth, which means they're not believing the belief that has the power for the breakthrough. They're believing a belief that's weak, that, that can't produce what they need it to because it's not powerful enough. It's not the right belief. They, they're misunderstanding something. So, whatever it is, whether it's your job, whether it's um, your health, whether it's uh, your world and religious view, I believe every single person on their own has to go on a pilgrimage, even if you never leave home, a search to find all of the facts, all of the truth, about that area that you're wanting to be right in your life and hoping and praying that that will lead to feeling good now and feeling good later and also for those you love and care about. I would say probably 50 to 60 percent of the people that I've worked with have never made the pilgrimage. They've never done the search for themselves. They've taken what the preacher says, what their parents say, what their spouse says, what their boss says, what the people growing up said, but they've never done it themselves. You cannot have a grandchild belief, okay? You, you have to own that. You have to be the parent of that belief. You have searched it out. You've looked at the whole truth. You've prayed. You've, you've, you've considered left brain, right brain, heart, mind, uh, circumstances, other people, everything. And this, you believe, is the truth and the best course for you. And that's where you get breakthroughs. That's where you get feeling good now and feeling good later. Just going for the easy, the easy fix. Because, and, and sometimes it's because you've tried a bunch of stuff and nothing seems to be working. Well, start over and start with the pilgrimage. Start with searching until you understand the whole truth about that situation. That understanding will give birth to a belief. And that belief is the power that will take you without a lot of effort because you'll be comparing it to how much effort you were spending when you were trying so hard. And it won't be nearly that much. It'll be flowing. It'll seem easy because that belief contains the power for you to do the impossible in your life or just to reach your best possible life. Okay. Um, the key to doing that 
it is not in this vial. It's not in any pill. The power to do that is within you right now. And, and, and that's the only place it is in my belief, okay? But you have to search. You have to find the truth. You have to understand it. If you don't understand it, you're not there yet. If it's not working, you probably misunderstand at least one aspect of it. And you need to go back until you believe, ah, usually when you understand something like I'm talking about, you, you do something like this. Ah, yeah, I get it. Now, maybe you don't do it out loud, but... You feel that, all right? And then immediately you have a belief that you've never had before that has power in it to produce feeling good now and feeling good later. Um, I'll say this and then wrap it up. Before uh, Hope kicked me out of the house when I was about 28 years old, said she couldn't stand to live with me, my most hated thing in the world to do was to clean toilets. And uh, I would not do it. And if you ever got me to do it, I was mumbling under my breath and cursing and, and, and hated it every second. And if it took me five minutes, it seemed like an hour and a half. And I was in a bad mood the rest of the day, etc. All right. Um, after a spiritual experience I had with God while we were separated, I was changed from the inside out. And I switched from feeling good now and feeling good later to what is right and best and true and love-based and win-win-win with no losers in any and every situation. And I made a vow. I committed to that for the rest of my life, no matter what. Okay? So until then, everything with me had been about feel good now, feel good later. And then if I could accomplish that, which rarely happened, then I'll focus on the people that I love and care about, helping them feel good now and feel good later. But it almost never happened, all right? I was left with the addictions and vicious cycles to have something that feels good, and then I'd usually feel bad or guilty about it after that. Or it was just killing time, because time it was so painful, because everything, or a lot of what I felt, was bad. Okay, I felt bad now and felt bad later too when I woke up the next morning and the next week and the next month. All right, but when I understood for the first time in my life what real love is and real love isn't and committed to it, and instead of this, my number one thing for me was to act in love, what is right, what is best, what is win-win-win, regardless of whether it feels good to me 
or feels bad to me. And I committed to that with all my heart. As soon as I did that, something changed in me and it changed my whole life. It's never changed back. Now, I meant it. I wasn't just saying it. I meant it. Okay? But for me, before I did that, before I made that vow, I had to come to a new understanding of my life and what love really is. I'd been living by fake love, not real love. I had to come to an understanding of what real love is, which gave me a different belief and the power and strength to be able to commit to it and to start putting one foot in front of the other living that way. And you know what was absolutely magic that I had not expected, okay? is that from then on, the great majority of the time, I feel good now and I feel good later. Tomorrow, next week, whatever. Now, yeah, I still have painful things. I still have disappointments. I still have uh, people close to me that die or get sick or are mad at me. I still have money issues sometimes, some physical issues, all of that, all of that. But it doesn't matter, okay? Because the, the meaning and purpose and identity of living in that place of love and joy and peace and leaving the results, leaving the pain and pleasure up to God, okay? Which is enormous freedom if I don't have to control the end results, all right? It has taken me to a place that I could never get to by trying to create and earn feeling good now and feeling good later. Evidence. Hope and I are back together. Uh, we're going to clean a house. She had a house cleaning business. Uh, some of you have heard this before, sorry. She sends me off to one end of the house to clean the toilets. She goes to the other end of the house to do something else. And in a few minutes, she comes tearing down the hallway a little bit irritated because she hears me loudly, joyfully singing. And she knows one thing, because she knew about the toilet thing in me. I cannot be cleaning toilets and sound like that. She comes, gets to the doorway of the bathroom, looks down. I'm on my knees cleaning the toilet. You know what? And, and, and I felt, I didn't feel good cleaning the toilet then. I felt great. I felt wonderful. I felt better than maybe there's words for. Okay? Why? Because it didn't matter what I was doing. Whatever I did, wherever I went, whoever I was with, I was living in this place of love, what is right, what is best, what is win-win-win for everyone, giving up the end results to God, which gives me freedom, takes away the stress. I don't have to control that. And led to me feeling good now and feeling good later. Well, for about the last 15 years now, I've been 
helping others one at a time, sometimes in groups, sometimes through my books, whatever, to find the path of love, to get all the information so that they can understand it and understand what real love is versus fake love and have the belief that gives them power to do it, to commit to it, to live it. All right? And what I can truthfully say today, knock on wood, is that I've never seen one person who committed to that and practiced it long term who did not get to a place of feeling good now and feeling good later. And then usually over a little bit more time, it permeated to the people in their life and they started feeling good now and feeling good later. So, what is the other choice besides kind of the instant gratification, something that feels good now? Well, that was pretty simple. This is uh, USA Today that I picked up in the airport a few years ago. This is the front page, all right? At the bottom of the front page is an article about um, psychology, self-help, etc., which you almost never see on the front page of USA Today. You'll see it over in a section somewhere, but rarely on the front page. And this is a study done in Europe over many years and uh, involved thousands of subjects, uh, over 10,000 subjects. And what they found is that if your relationships are conflicted, anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, you have a 300% greater chance of getting a major disease and dying by middle age, not old age. And if you don't get a disease and die by middle age, you're probably going to get a disease and have problems anyway, even even though you didn't die. Upside down, if your relationships are harmonious, full of love, joy, peace, you have problems, but you work them out, you talk talk them out until you get to a place of resolution and hug each other and... You you feel even better about your relationship now that that problem came up because you worked through it. And working through those things takes you to a higher place even in that relationship. That's why people who've been in foxholes together in war are the closest of any people I've ever seen. I mean, they'll do anything for that person till the day they die. And so will the other person. Okay? So if they're harmonious, love, joy, peace, work your, work your differences out, we all have them, you have a 300% chance of not getting a disease and living to an old age. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I've never seen one single factor make anywhere close to that much difference. So, how do you get to here? You get to here by having a little bit of this, but in balance. But your priority and focus is here. I'm going to love anyone and everyone I'm around as best I can. I'm going to act in love as best I can. I'm going to think in love as best I can. I'm going to feel love as best I can. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to I'm going to try to do what's right when I feel like I should do it and not put it off. I'm going to always go for win-win-win situations with no losers. I'm going to tell the truth even if it hurts. And if I lie, I'll go back and try to make it right. You live that way. And I guarantee you, it won't be very long until you're feeling good now and feeling good later. And it's really the only way I know to get there. So um, I ask you to join me and thousands, hundreds of thousands around the world who are committing to this path as well. And um, I believe it's what you've wanted most all along. This is what we've most wanted most all along. It's just that this path won't get us there. This one will. Every time. Doesn't mean you won't have pain. But the pain dealt with in love instead of anger will take you to an even higher level of feeling good now and feeling good later. Thank you so much. I know this one was a little bit longer, but I felt like it was really important to try to get all the pieces. You know, you got to have that understanding if you want the belief that's powerful enough to get you the results. So have a wonderful, blessed day.